0: You pass out the scriptures we're gonna we're gonna be in Galatians chapter one. Uh, if you have a Bible, go ahead and open up to Galatians chapter one i I got this something I woke up my throat is just I'm not sick, but it's just you know the uvula that little thing it dangles It's like mine went backwards or something. I'm not sure what's wrong with it. it's just giving me fit so. All right, Galatians chapter 1, and uh, please stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, and then we'll sit for the word of the teacher. I'm going to have you stand for a little bit because I have a lot I want to cover. But don't worry, I'll get you out on time. You're just going to stand. I have to stand for the whole service, so quit whining. It used to be in the olden days that the students would stand, the teacher would sit, and uh, we've been praying about that. (laughs) All right, Galatians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul writing to many churches, not just one, but many churches, and he says here, verse 1, Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren who are with me, to the churches of Galatia, grace to you, peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Brother Ben. Verse 6. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you, than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches uh, any other gospel to you, than what you have received, let him be accursed. He said it twice because he means it. Verse 10, "'For do I now persuade men or God? "'Or do I seek to please men? "'For if I still please men, "'I would not be a bondservant of Christ.'" But I make known to you brethren that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man for I neither received it from man nor was I taught it but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ For you have heard from my former uh, of my former conduct in Judaism how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it and I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers but when it pleased god who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that i might preach him among the gentiles i did not immediately confer with flesh and blood nor did i go up to jerusalem to those who were apostles before me but i went to arabia returned again to damascus and then after 3 years i went up to jerusalem to see peter and I remained there with him 15 days, but I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed, before God, I do not lie. Afterward, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was unknown by face to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ, but they were hearing only. He who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy, and they glorify God in me. And then chapter 2 a little bit here. He says, Then after fourteen years I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, and also took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation and communicated to them that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain." Yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in who came by stealth to spy out our liberty. Everyone say liberty. Liberty. Say it like you mean it. Liberty! Liberty. Who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. Say bondage. bondage. To whom we did not yield submission even for an hour that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seemed to be something added nothing to me. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me, as the gospel for the circumcised had been committed to Peter, for he worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me, Toward the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles, and they to the circumcised, and they desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I was eager to do anyways. And here we go, almost done. Now, when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face, right? So he's standing him down, because he was to be blamed. For before certain men uh, came from James, he would eat with Gentiles, but when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, If you being a Jew live in the manner of Gentiles and not as Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by faith in Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, died to the law that I might live to God. Here we go, big verse. I, everyone say I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer, say it, who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. It'll make sense. Hang in there. Let's pray. You look exhausted. You need to sit. (laughs) Lord, thank you for your word and Holy Spirit. Lead us into all truth as you promise. And God, I know there's folks that are just going, what in the world is this all about? But God, when it's all said and done, they'll know. And so, Lord, would you, at least for my sake, put the cookies at the bottom shelf so we can all reach them. And I pray, Lord, that you'd minister to us now for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a seat. Refresh refresher course real quick. This letter, this epistle, big word means letter, was written to a bunch of churches in the region of Galatia. And uh, was to be sent around to these churches. The Apostle Paul planted most of these churches. And the Apostle Paul came out of Judaism. He was a Pharisee. He was of the Sanhedrin. Uh, spoke multiple languages. Had the equivalent of multiple doctorates. A brilliant man, as you can see when he described himself, uh, that he was... In, in regards to his contemporaries, you know, light years ahead of them. He was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant theologian. And so um, he's describing and writing out uh, this letter because there's problems in these churches. And here's what would happen. The Apostle Paul would come into a church, and he would say, all right, uh, it's by grace you've been saved through faith, it, 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 not of works, it's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. And he would write that in the book of Ephesians. And he said, and this is how salvation comes, because we saw at the very conclusion... Of the passage we read where Paul writes, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. He goes into these churches, he says, look, observing the law, the Ten Commandments, the Levitical laws, observing all these doesn't get you saved. You're not saved by the observation of the law. It doesn't work that way. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. Even if you're Jewish, you got to remember this picture that the Lord said that Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him as righteousness. Long before there was a Levitical law, long before the Ten Commandments, God said to Abraham, because you believe me, I have accredited to you as righteousness. So righteousness comes by faith, receiving God's righteousness on your account. You can't earn favor with God. He gives it to you and you must receive it. A gift must be received. It's being offered to everyone. Whether you're in the room this morning and you're Jewish, or you're an agnostic, or you're an atheist, or you're a Buddhist, or you're a Muslim, or Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, or Mary Baker Eddy, or Joseph Smith, irrelevant. God says salvation comes by faith through gra- grace through faith. It's a gift of God, not of yourselves, lest any man should boast. And what He's saying to all of you this morning. Do you want to be made right with God? Do you want to be relinked? Do you want to have a relationship with God? The, the word religion, people say, oh, I don't believe in religion. I, I, I have a relationship. Don't throw that out so quick. Religion's a great word. Religion is as relongari in the Latin. It means to relink, reconnect. We're all separated from God. We want to reconnect. Amen? That was weak. Amen. <laughs> okay, stop it. Relongari, to relink, reconnect. And, and there's two ways to do it. We've gone over this. You can either try to attempt to get to God by your good works, and, and he'll show favor to you, or God will come and reach down to you. And that's the beauty of Christianity. It separates it from every other religion in the world. It's God coming to man and relinking. But he's also a, a just God. And, and, and the Bible says that there's none righteous, no, not one. And it's our sin that separates us from God. So he's got to take care of the sin issue if he's going to be relinked with you. Because he's just, he's merciful, but he's just. So what is he going to do with the sin? Because the Bible says, here's the penalty, the wages of sin is death. Somebody's got to die. Somebody's got to die. If you're going to be reconnected with God. Here's the bummer. Here's the bummer you can't die for me. Rich, you can't die for me. Even if we were both on death row and you said to the judge, I want to die in Rob's place, the judge will say, Rich, you got your own penalty to pay for. You can't pay for his. If we could resurrect you and kill you again, maybe. <laughs> right? But, but you have your own penalty to pay. I can't die for you even if I wanted to. The blood in, in, in my veins courses with sin. The wages of sin is death. I'm guilty, you're guilty. So we need a sinless sacrifice, Jesus Christ. He came into the world, Emmanuel, God with us. And he was crucified on on our account. One drop is enough to take care of all of it, but he poured it all out for all of us. And the way that you become righteous and get to relink to God is to receive it by faith. And Christ's righteousness is put on your account, and the blood covers your sin, past, present, and future. Done. And God casts your sin as far as the east is from the west to be remembered no more. Isn't that freeing? Hello? So what that means is God gives you his righteousness. You don't earn it. You receive it. You don't earn it. You receive it. You say, well, what about good works? Do we just negate the law? No. You don't do good works to obtain salvation you do good works because god gave you salvation it's a response of joy and thankfulness it's not a have to it's a get to what a great gift why would you even open the door to the guys in the suits serious it doesn't even make sense why why would you go up to some mountain retreat and repeat something over and over again and bend yourself in the form of a pretzel why are you doing that Receive the Lord. Everything changes. And and all of a sudden, you have this relationship with God that you never had before. And so Paul was going into these cities, he was doing it, and these people were blown away in a world where more than a third of the population of the world was slaves. They understood bondage. They understood one man lording it over another. Paul comes in, he says, you're free. I had to repeat that word, liberty. We love liberty. It's one of those defining words of the American psyche. Land of the free, home of the brave. We love liberty, but we don't understand it. You see, liberty is having the ability to do what's right. Liberty isn't getting to do what's wrong. And God gives you the ability to do what's right. And you know what? Here's why we reject liberty, we go into bondage. It's not because it's not because there isn't the ability to deliver us. There's no temptation that has seized you, but that which is common to man. And when you're being tempted, God will give you a way out. Maybe you're addicted to something, maybe you're in bondage to something, but you're not there because God's power isn't strong enough to deliver you. You're there because you don't want to give it up. You love the sin more than you love the Savior. That's the reality. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness more than the light. You're going to argue with me if you're an agnostic or an atheist about the existence of God. I'll sit down and I'll cover it. You'll say, well, I need to see a miracle. I'll bring it to that point. I'll lay it out there. But you and I both know that that's not the issue. The issue is you love your sin more than you love the Savior. Until you come to a place where you realize, I want to get right with God and relink, then you're going to understand the two great truths of the universe. There's a God, and you are not him. (laughs) And now we come to a place of surrender before the Lord, and we're relinked, we're reconnected. So Paul was doing this, these churches were blessed, and now all of a sudden on the coattails of the Apostle Paul come these guys called Judaizers, and the Judaizers now come into the church in these regions where Paul has labored, and they come in, they say, you know, uh... You kind of have it down, but you're missing a little secret ingredient. You're missing something. Uh, let, me, let me put it to you in a, a, a little clear, clear format. Um, I got to tell you, 2012 election, everything I voted for lost. Anyone else? All right, good. Yeah. All right and I'm looking at the leadership and I'm thinking this side of the aisle that side of the aisle it's all a mess but you know this last week and I'm, I know I'm going to get letters I'm going to save you some time just put it in the trash can for me okay alright you're clapping you don't know what I'm going to say <laughs> here's, here's how it works I gotta tell you my family for the most part the majority of my family is Catholic and as a lot of you know every night I, I talk with a 92 year old woman Dr. Alice Crilly she's a Catholic and we've been praying that God would bring a really godly pope I like this guy I think Francis is cool Plus, I like his name, Francis. He's manly enough to have that name. That's cool. What's your name? Francis. Francis. The first, maybe the last. <laughs> Jesuit, you know, he's pro, pro-life, pro-marriage, solid guy, stands down despotic rulers in, in a socialist name. I like this guy. I like him. Washing the feet of AIDS victims. I like this guy like him. And 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 then I was being from a catholic family, I get this passage of scripture. I get this. They're talking about circumcision. See, they would come in following Paul after he set up this this church of liberty and and the rules and the regulations. They come in they go, "Yeah, you're not really christian unless you're circumcised." I'm like, "Wait." A minute. I was already struggling with the bacon part, you no. Know? What? What? You, no. Why? Whoever doesn't know what circumcision is, talk to your parents. But it was an addition to say this has to happen if you're going to be saved. Now I get it because I've grown up with it. And it all boils down, and I, gosh, it would be neat if this was a, a, a communion Sunday. And, and I've got, I've got uh, all kinds of illustrations in relation to it. But let's, here it is. The body of Christ has struggled for centuries over this. Transubstantiation, consubstantiation. you know, on and on and on. The Catholics believe that the, the wafer, the bread, and the cup they believe that when the priest does his apostolic prayer over the elements, that it turns into the literal body and literal blood of Christ. And here's the cool part. But it still looks just like a cracker <laughs> and still looks like a cup of juice. Now, that's not to belittle my Catholic brothers and sisters. They, they, they've had those discussions, and they laugh. Um. It's funny, though, like with my wife, I can talk terrible about my brother and how frustrated I am and how he's hurt me, and then my wife will say something about my brother. I go, don't you talk to my brother that way. <laughs> it's funny if Catholics are talking about it, but not if a Protestant talks about it. But here's, here's the point. I understand why they do that. You know, this, the Catholic Church is held together for thousands of years because that is the membership. It it works like this. When my sister and my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law and and my nieces and nephews who are all Catholic and they come to the church, and they they, they love to come to the church, they love my sermons. (laughs) And if it's a communion Sunday, you can watch them. Uh, None of them will get up to take communion. Except for my lesbian sister, she'll take communion. But my Catholic... Family, they won't take communion. We've had this discussion. The reason why is they say, well, um, because it doesn't turn into the little literal body and blood of Christ. It's not the holy Eucharist. I go, why? Well, because you're not in the apostolic heritage. You see, Peter was the first pope, and 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 Jesus gave him the keys to the kingdom. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And every pope has gone in that papal lineage, all, traced all the way back to Peter. Now Francis is connected to Peter. And, and so they have the authority when they pray over the elements that it turns into the literal body and literal blood of Christ. Oh. So I don't have that ability? No. When Martin Luther broke away from the Catholic Church, uh, that, that was lost. Oh. Oh. And when we go to their church, I'll take communion. I'm like, let's do this. I'm part of the body of Christ. Unless, of course, the priest says, if you, are, if, if you do not believe that it's turned into, and he lays it out very clearly, says you're not welcome at the table, then I won't take it. I'll honor those in positions of authority. I think it's a little sad, but I won't do it. So we go back and forth on this all the time. I watch it. My, it a wedding. Some will take communion. Some won't. Some will. Some won't. It's it's, re, it's Crazy. Crazy but it's kept the membership rolls tight. You see, that's how the Jews stayed together. You look at Jeremiah 29, when when they were getting ready to go into exile, and they lost their nation for 2500 years they've maintained their identity. How do they do it through a meal? A seder. It's not just dinner. Everything about Judaism and Christianity is all wrapped up in that meal. You can see Christ in every single element of that meal. It's fascinating. It speaks of God's faithfulness and the deliverance. And every portion of that meal has some sort of a connection to their entire history. And they're knitted together. So that as, as, as history moves on, they would once again have a homeland. And a a language that wasn't spoken as a national language, which was a dead language, revived, and is now a national language, Hebrew. That's never happened in the history of the world because of membership. Based on certain foods you can eat and you can't eat. And the way it works in that regard. Catholics the same way. They've been able to maintain it. They can say to their constituents, you know, if you you don't follow along the line, I'm going to keep the body and blood from you. And it puts that authority in the hands of man. And what Paul was saying, no. God declares, I've come to set the captives free. Man does not hold your liberty. Certain inalienable rights endowed by our creator. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of virtue, truth, which brings happiness. Liberty's from God. God. And it comes because he has set the captives free. No man holds you in bondage. You can be in a prison and be completely free. The Apostle Paul was one who could declare that. Probably when he's writing this, he's in prison. But he's the freest man on the planet. He's there by choice. A willingness to serve God no matter what the circumstances. I was thinking of my my friend, uh, Admiral Stark. Not Admiral Stark, excuse me, Captain Stark. Admiral Stockdale was a friend, a contemporary. Grew up in Coronado. I, I remember Captain Stark, his left arm was was fused because he had shot out of his A6 and compound fracture. He had to set it in the, the bars at the Hanoi Hilton. I remember running with this guy on the beach in Coronado. He was an Adonis. This guy was, he just had muscles in places, right on places, just a handsome guy. We'd be running on the beach, training for water polo, and he would always be in front of me, so I'd always be, you know, behind him. And I always noticed this nasty scar. And finally... He never talked about Vietnam much, but after a few months, I finally said, Captain Stark, how'd you get that scar on your back? I'm really curious. He said, that's where they hung me on a meat hook. And he was one of the first people to share with me this idea of liberty in the midst of prison. He said, the Viet Cong were not my captors. God could have removed me any moment he wanted to. I was the freest man I sought the Lord every day, got him through all of that. And so Paul is saying to this this group of believers, he's saying, listen, don't let him steal your liberty. Liberty doesn't come with rules and regulations. Oh, it promises it will. But in the end, it's bondage. You've been set free. God gave us 10 commandments, not to save us, but to give us direction. And then with the Levitical laws, he finally gets to the New Testament. He says, listen, let me help you with the Old Testament. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. Any questions? You're free. And this this picture of freedom, they're coming in to try to steal it because they want you beholden to them. And that's what these Judaizers were doing. And it angered Paul, made him upset. So much to the point, and this is where we're going to, let's see, what time do we finish, Brett? 11, we have to start. 11, two, thanks, bless your heart. <laughs> what time do we need to be out of here? 11, no, sooner than that. Okay, I'm almost finished. Here's what we'll close with. Take a look with me if you would. Let's go to chapter two of Galatians. We're going to start uh, with verse one. After 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem and with Barnabas and also took Titus with me. I went up by revelation and communicated to them the gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to those who have reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And this occurred because of false brethren, secretly brought in, who came by stealth to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into some sort of bondage. <laughs> They want to try to own us. And to whom we did not yield submission even for an hour. It's like, just get lost. That the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But from those who seemed to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seemed to be something added nothing to me. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me, as the gospel of the circumcised was to Peter, for he worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised, also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles, that they be circumcised. They desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I was also eager to do. And then watch this. Verse 11, listen. Now when Peter, everyone say Peter. Peter. Now when Peter, everyone say Pope Peter. Peter. Now when Pope Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. And when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, if you being a Jew live in a manner of the Gentiles and not as a Jew, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? What he's saying is, you don't even like it. Why are you making them do it? I mean... Why do we do what we do? Uh, that, that old story about the, the four generations of women gathering in the house for the Easter celebration. And they're preparing the Easter meal according to the age-old tradition. And it's, and it's the, the great-granddaughter's first opportunity to host it. And she's making it, and she takes the family recipe out. And, and, and she cuts off the ends of the ham just as, as the recipe calls for. And she turns and looks to her mother and says, Mom, this is good meat. Why are we cutting off the ends of the ham? I mean, I know it's an age-old recipe, but I just can't, I don't get it. Well, let's go ask Grandma. So the two of them go and ask Grandma. Grandma, we're doing the Easter ham according to the age-old recipe of the family, and we've cut off the ends, but we don't know why we're doing that. It's good meat. I don't know either. Let's go ask great-grandma. So the three of them go and talk to great-grandma, and they say, great-grandma, why do we cut off? What? (laughs) Great-grandma, we're making the Easter ham. I love the Easter ham. (laughs) Settle down. (laughs) And the recipe calls to cut off the ends of the ham. Why? (laughs) That's good meat. Well, because the recipe said, well, I know I, know I did it one time because the pot was too small for the ham. <laughs> and generations have gone without this delicious meat because some knucklehead wanted to make it holy. The point is this. You're not saved by the law. You've been saved by Christ. We observe the law as a get-to, not as a have-to. And the reason why I said Pope Peter, because he's the guy. If you're a Catholic brother or sister this morning, I'm not going to contend with you whether he was the first pope or not. I'll, I'll just cede that to you. It's yours. But he was wrong. He was trying to bring him into bondage. Paul called him out on it. He called him out on it. God came to set the captives free. This This is the beauty of Galatians. It's the declaration of independence for the body of Christ. The ground at the foot of the cross is level. We're just beggars showing other beggars where the food is. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Your observation of the law doesn't make you special. You now, I, I I got a seat on LL Airlines to go over to Israel. I got a bulkhead. I paid extra for it. I wish I hadn't, because these ultra orthodox Jews every segmented hour had to have their prayer time, and they did it right in my section. I paid for. <laughs> And the Every time they're doing this, they're bumping my chair. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you're cutting the ends off the ham, buddy. <laughs> so. Listen, we don't set aside the grace of God. We don't set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness came through the law, Christ died in vain, and he didn't die in vain. I am so stoked to be a Christian. We're free. And he who has been set free is free indeed. But don't use that liberty as license. You've been given freedom. The ability to do what's right. Freedom isn't the ability to do what you want to do. It's the ability to do what's right. We're Christians. Let's do what's right. Welcome to the world of freedom. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you for your word. We thank you for this epistle of liberty and the declaration that we've come to see that who the Son is set free is free indeed. Lord, we're so grateful to be your children. As we're coming into this Resurrection Sunday, Lord, there are so many in our community that are in bondage. And now we get to be an instrument of righteousness to get that card into their hand, that key that will unlock that door of bondage and send them into a realm of liberty. God, use us for that. Let us get excited to set our brothers and sisters free. The joy we have is being your children. Thank you for this congregation, their love for liberty. I pray your blessing, your strength upon them. We pray healing for Pastor Marty. We love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and worship the Lord. You need prayer, come on up here. They'll be up here to pray with you. This is a good one to pray in. This is a good one to pray in.